Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted Ranked. Yeah. Yeah. That's 2022. it. 2022. 2022 is over. We watched 38 movies this year, not including the four episodes we did of our futures yes. on movie. Uh, so yeah. we are going back through. We are ranking all of the movies we watched this year. I am your host, Chris, your other host, Hassa. Hello. We, uh, yeah, we watched, we watched some interesting movies this year. This, this was a, this is a, I think this was a better year than some of the other years. Obviously. This was a harder year, I'm going to say. Obviously, Wild, Wild at Heart really. <laughs> the Nicolas Cage months. Pulled down that year. Pulled that, there uh, were some. And uh, that Fool's one with Chevy Chase was really bad as well. Uh, that was your, your no, choice. No, I know. <laughs> um, I don't, we never, we didn't have any of those this year. We had a couple of offhand ones, um, but nothing, no, nothing as bad as I think. Nothing I downright hated watching. <laughs> no. There were a few that were a little long, and we all know how Chris feels about movies that are four hours long. But yeah. And with some that didn't make any sense and oh, were no. just confusing, but yeah. And yeah. But um, season four was a, a, a decent year. Yeah. It was pretty good. We had uh, a lot of variety, I would say. Hmm. Definitely. Um, we had some really good ones. We had some old school ones that I've never seen. Uh, and then we had some fan favorites that just came back and we needed to watch. And we're going to start next year with a goddamn silent film. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> we'll talk about season five a little later. Yeah. But to start off, we're going to explain a little bit about how we're doing our ranking this year. Because unfortunately, only me and Hassa really watched the majority of these movies. So yeah. we couldn't bring in our third our, to yeah. break our ties. So, all of our recasted and family out there. This is when Hassa <laughs> leans back and lets Chris explain his method. We actually have a method this year. Uh, so, we've assigned a point value to where we've ranked our movies. We should say, these movies aren't ranked on how good they are. They're ranked on our personal decisions on these. So, some of these movies, I'm sorry, are going to be a lot higher than Mo Citizen Kane. Most of mine were... Will I watch this over this? Yeah. Yes, I would. <laughs> so, if it is our number one movie, it gets a 38 points uh, from each of us. So, we've assigned a value to each movie. We've then taken the Rotten Tomatoes audience score because screw critics. <laughs> Audiences are how they do it. We will combine our points. We will... Well, we're audience. We're not critics. We're audience, yes. So. We're critics. We're, we're, we're formal critics. Everybody's a critic. Everyone's a critic. Uh, we take the audience score, which is a percentage, I should say. So, um, And we times that percentage by the combined total of our points to give us the total for the movie. We'll then rank them out, depending on all of our decisions and the audience's scores. And we'll find out how they actually ranked. So... Yeah. This year, our tiebreakers are everybody on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes tiebreaker. <laughs> I thought of using IMDb. Like but the, we use Rotten Tomatoes. But we use Rotten Tomatoes yeah. more. Well, I use IMDb a lot for fun facts. IMDb. IMDb. No, there was a... I used to listen to a, a podcast by... Um, oh, my God. I'm going to forget his name. Test, test. Um, He's listening, But his too. initials were DB. Oh. Doug Benson. He had a movie podcast where he would have a live show in, the, in L.A., comedy show. They would play movie games and stuff like that. Hmm. But he would say, I am DB. 
I am CB. Yes, you are. I am HW. Yep. Doesn't really roll off the tongue as well. Go. CB. Yeah, so we... Actually, I am CMB. Yeah. So, yes, we'll... Uh, we'll tabulate as we go i don't know any of Hass's picks so i have my spreadsheet open yeah we are going to start in the order in which we casted these films mm-hmm. so bodyguard's going to be number one our finisher is going to be amadeus. Oh, amadeus amadeus oh no we'll go through each movie we'll talk a little bit about it yeah. what we remember how much we like it where we would watch it maybe explain a little bit why we chose this where we did we'll rank them yeah and then, yeah, once we get to the end, we'll tabulate the results and have our ranking from 1 to 38 this year. I'm, I am going to pull up IMDB, though, just in case, so that we can look up these things as we go if we need to. Just in case you can't yep. remember who's a who and what's movies and stuff like that, because our memories are shot, because we're I, old. Who's in the bodyguard? <laughs> well, the bodyguard <laughs> probably don't have to do that for, because we... Who's in Romy, Romy and Michelle's? <laughs> Romy? Michelle? <laughs> Who's so in which one's which? Um, she's <laughs> no Romy is um, <laughs> Michelle is. <laughs> I can't think of the actresses' names. Mira Sorovino and Lisa is Kudrow. Romy, yeah, and Michelle is Lisa Kudrow. Okay. Anyway, well, we're starting with. I couldn't believe I. Oh, we're starting with the bodyguard. The bodyguard. And, uh, One of the best soundtracks of all time. Definitely from the 90s. And that's all I got. Um, <laughs> Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, and a bunch of other people. We don't remember. but um, I like this movie. This was one of my picks because like, this was always a movie from when I was younger that I remember really, really liking. We should state, by the way, this was in the... 90s movie month. 90s movie month. Yeah. So these were all... The top four of these were all 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Where did you have the bodyguard? Oh, this is where you're going to hate. You're going to hate me on a lot of things. I don't think so. I put the bodyguard at number 28. You want to know what? Where did you have the bodyguard? Number 28. Did you really? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And this is why we have the audience score in there, too, because we've tied it. Yeah. I I love this movie, but we watched so many good movies this year. It was hard. It was just kind of like, would I watch this about this? Would I watch this about this? And like some of them... Some of them that are above it, I probably would watch The Bodyguard if I had the choice between those two. But mm. I can't justify it because it's such a much better quality of a film. Right? There, So there's a... And we all know Chris's taste on things. There's going to be a lot of movies in here that will supersede it. That's not to say it's not a bad movie. No. I agree. I think it's a really good movie. has one of the best soundtracks of probably everything we have here. I think there's only four bad movies on this list there yeah there's like five there's a couple depending yeah. on how you want to rank them but in the rewatchability of the bodyguard versus other things no i wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch the bodyguard mm-hmm. but i for for us though as well mm-hmm. and this is a good question for going forward not that this we didn't rank it this way but would you watch a remake of the bodyguard if it was coming out Probably not. No? No, because I feel like it would be... Which is weird on a podcast that talks about recasting them. (laughs) I don't know. One of two reasons, and I know we talk about it, because one is you'd have to modernize it, which you can easily do and it should be done if you are to do it. Oh, yeah, of course. But then I, I, I wonder, because it's like, what kind of musician are you going to do? 
right? Yeah. Because when you look at our modern musicians, yeah, but think of singers. Like, Taylor Swift has that same kind of. She does, and right? I was thinking like or Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, like. Yeah, I mean, it just gets a little. I don't know, and then it's how how do you recast? So the thing the bodyguard. is, the bodyguard. I would personally, I would totally go watch rewatch uh, or um, seek out a remake. Mm-hmm. Probably in, in this era, it'd probably be like a Netflix yeah uh, movie or something like that. But um, there are other films of like the same kind of quality or same kind of storyline of a stalkery type of person, no. which I would rather watch more. Perfect Blue. Yeah. One of the first animes Danielle introduced me to is this a great thriller about this. Yeah. And I would way rather watch a live action remake of that movie. So There is one. There is? It's in Japanese, though. No, that's not the count. <laughs> if it's not in English, it doesn't it's count. It's not in Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. 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 That's it. That's, <laughs> so, we started off. Started off strong. Okay. We're in agreement on the bodyguard. Yes, we are. Next on the 90s was Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Okay. Do we want to keep going you, me, or do you want us to switch it off every time? I don't care. I'm just asking. No, we'll go back and forth because we usually go back and yeah. forth, right? Okay. So, Romy and Michelle, what would you think? So, this is one of my maybe four or five bad movies of the year. I did not like Romy <laughs> Michelle. This is number 33. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Do you not remember how much I didn't like this movie? Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Where did you have it? Top 10? No, All it's right. it's number 20. Okay. Um yeah. 33. Yeah. Okay, just just to let people know how the ranking system's going so far. <laughs> even Body with your 33, <laughs> no, with your 33, Romeo <laughs> Michelle's better. Oh, really? Cuz you put your so high. Its audience score was oh, yeah. 65. It's crazy, yeah. The Bodyguard's audience score was 64. <laughs> like, so, yeah. it, it it's only two points higher, but, okay. Anyways, yes, why did you hate this movie so much? The the two characters really bug you. Really bugged me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it, I really don't like stupid for stupid sake. Mm-hmm. And they just were that. They were the embodiment of these dumb people who just... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I know. They, it would have been way more interesting if they had wrote it more like they just were these people, but they were super intelligent. People just didn't give them the chance to be that. Right? Kind of the... Because, uh, like, remember... Kind the, of the Legally Blonde? Yes. That's way. a great example, though. I've never seen that movie. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. Great example! But, I haven't seen but she's, it. But she's a Harvard Law kid, right? Like, Yeah, her, but she's a... She's intelligent, but yeah. she plays it off as like the blonde. But like, remember the dream sequence when she like rattles off the the formula, formula for, for the post-it glue? Yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted them to be smart, yeah. and like I wanted them the fact like they should know everything that there is to know about whatever the fashion is they're trying to design, and, and sh- that's what they do. Right? It should have been more about yeah them being not just kooky fashion yeah. kind of, but being like. Oh, yeah, we designed this and did this and did this. And then yeah. you had that one person that worked for Vogue. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. Who, who ends up being like, no, they actually have good fashion sense. Yeah. And be like, or being like, somebody's like doing the same thing. And like, she could have, like, even if it was like somebody, she walks up to one of the people at the reunion and is like, and looks at her dress and goes, oh, wow, this stitching on this is great. Did you get yeah. this from there? Did you like, and it's like, who did your Hemi? Like, how would you know? Like, yeah. yeah. 
Or, can but, anybody fix this rib? Oh. <laughs> wow. That was fast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, okay. I I mean, I still put it in the at the 20 spot, so. You and Danielle like this movie way more than I did. Yeah. This was kind of one of those. This was more of a nostalgia thing, because it was like, remember re-watching this with like my stepsister and them, and just, this was one of those movies where it's so stupid. Yeah. And you just watch it, and you're like, okay, but it's so dumb and funny. Yeah, that's totally your kind of movie. And you have um, Gina. Ugh, why can't I never think of her last name? The girl with the cigarettes. King Garofalo? Yes. Why can't I ever think of her last well, name? Well, you also said Gina. It's Gina. I, yes, I apologize. She's in it. She's great in it. She's, She's funny. She's just great. Yeah. <laughs> She's like yelling at the cowboy at the end. Yeah. Like, I was a dick. Yes, you were. <laughs> and then they're just making out. <laughs> yeah. uh, such, a, such a weird movie, too, mm-hmm. though. Okay. Speaking of weird movies, hackers. Hackers. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. Hack the planet. Uh, Captain Planet. The most 90s, non-90s movie of all time. We all remember the 90s looking like hackers, but it didn't look like hackers. <laughs> Also, that's not how you hack computers. <laughs> hack the planet. Oh, we got a cookie monster. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is it an actual cookie monster? Um, yeah. Hackers. Uh, but a this very young a... Angelina Jolie. Yes. Yeah. I, I think as I, about this movie, this movie is stupid fun, like, but like in a good way, not mm-hmm. like Romeo and Michelle way. Um, the characters are smart. The characters are well-written. They're witty. Um, the costume design is just so over the top and fun. Um, the storyline is just stupid. It's it's yeah yeah. Well, it doesn't doesn't hold up all that well. But you no. know Matthew Lillard, yeah, great, just great. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm going. Yes, this is a youth. I have ranked this in the top ten. Okay, wow. It is in number eight. Oh Jesus. Yes. This just because my... it's so just stupid. This, this is my number twenty. 20? Yeah. Okay. As I was saying before, like, this is like, mm-hmm. be- when I was like getting to the, the nitty gritty of my list, it was like, okay, is this above or below hackers in my list? Because it was kind of like the middle. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I I would 100% rewatch hackers. That the music is just fun. Yeah. That whole like montage of them hacking the FBI agent, mm-hmm. Wendell Price's character. <laughs> like, I'm dead? <laughs> Wait, you killed him? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yes, and then they give him a point for that, and she gets mad at them. He's like, yeah. he couldn't get. He he killed an FBI agent. <laughs> he literally, <laughs> like, that deserves a point. <laughs> that deserves like two points. He probably should have won that yeah. contest. But who's judging this? Yeah. Um, yeah, this is just again, as I said, there's gonna be a lot of movies that are gonna come after this where yeah, whatever it's gonna be like, what you put hackers, but. <laughs> Because of how just over the top it really was, mm-hmm. it, it that's it, one of the reasons I love this movie yeah. so much. It's just it's that right level of absurdity mm-hmm. that just makes it so much fun. It was it would it would be totally higher on the list, and I think, it, excuse me, even though it's a cult classic movie, it would be way higher status if The Plague had been a much better actor. Yeah, because <laughs> who, whoever his name is, I can't remember his name. Uh, we don't need to look it up. The guy you're talking. talking. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was just so bad in this. And I know he's not terrible actor, because I've seen him in other things. It's just, he was just, yeah. 
Yeah, he's um, Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens, that's what it was, yeah. Most known for Iggy in Super Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, Short Circuit as Ben. Yeah. And then, yeah, the Plague and Hackers is his most known. But he shows up in a lot of things. He does. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. we're going to talk probably your top three I'm going, uh, if not top one. Uh, we're going to talk about seven now. Yeah. Is it my go first? Here, go first. Yeah, it's number one. Is it? Yeah. Number one. I realized after I put it at number one, I'm like, we're going to talk about this right away. Wow. <laughs> this is an amazing film. I gave it the number three spot. Seven is such a good movie. It is. It has, it is such a dirty, grimy, rainy, beautiful fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon the language. I can never get enough of this movie i've watched this movie multiple times in years sometimes like um it is if anybody who after ever listens to our podcast knows i'm a very big <laughs> david fincher fan and this is one of his best what yeah um don't you don't say i absolutely love the the acting the the way he uses the camera to show conversations really, really well and d- dramatically, even though it's just a back and forth conversation. It really reminds me of um, Jonathan Demme's work from Silence of the Lambs sometimes, mm-hmm. um, though they don't look directly at the camera, which is, you know, important yeah. for Clarice's point of view, not for, you know, Mills or yeah. uh, Somerset's. But yeah, I love this movie. Great movie. I think this is just, it's one of the. <sighs> It's really well done. It's really well shot. It, it, you do get that really, I don't want to say visceral mm. experience when you're watching it. Because like they go, like when they go into the gluttony and you're just like, oh my God, like, no. Is, no matter what anybody says, like, I don't think people consider this movie a horror film, mm-hmm. but you will always find the jump scare from the Sloth's apartment mm-hmm. on list of top 10 jump scares of all time. Yeah, because nobody Cause knew. terrifying. <laughs> nobody knew. Yeah. And then... And of course, you're always gonna get the "What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? You know, what's in the box?" But the thing is, and I think I talked about this when we did this movie. How do you act that? Yeah. How do you act the fact that you might that might be your wife's. your wife's head in a box, right? How well, do you act I, that situation? <laughs> even that, like, just that whole situation. When you really think about it, like, you go, "Holy crap!" Like. What would you do with your life after that? Because you can't be a cop anymore. You shot a guy. Yeah. Who yeah. was detained and... In cuffs. In completely cop. vulnerable. I mean, yeah. he does have a case. Yeah. Basically, but yeah. So anyways. No? Yeah. yeah. It's in my top three. Cool. There are two movies that are top of this. You probably won't like at least one of them, but I don't <laughs> care. Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> No, Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> is not above this. It is much higher in the list than you'd think, though. But we're moving on to our last 90s film. Mm, no. Was that our last 90s film? That was. That was our oh, four yeah, 90s right. films. We're moving on to films that flopped. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, we're going to go back to the bottom of the list. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the film that flopped, Speed Racer. <laughs> go, Speed Racer, go. Yeah. Where did you have Speed Racer? <laughs> I had it in number 24. Where'd you put it? I had it at number 35. 35? <laughs> I did not like this movie. Oh, Come on. I know. Yeah. 
So I put it a lot higher on the list just because of its the ability to potentially rewatch it, mm-hmm. and as well as actually wanting somebody to remake this. Yes. Right. Like this has such potential in it. It's a very bright spectacle, but it is terrible acting. It lost me with the, the chim kid. chim and the kid thing scenes like. And the green screens were just a little too, which was so weird considering how much be- how much or how good the racing scenes looked, mm-hmm. right? Like those unbelievably terrible green screen scenes with those with the kid driving through yeah. the the factory with the golf cart. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is all sex. I thought John Goodman did good in it. John Goodman is great. Well, so did Emile Hirsch. Like, yeah. Susan Sarandon, Christina Ricci, they all did well. They, they like, played the characters they were supposed to play. Yeah. But it was just but like, the miscast, and then it was too know, kiddie. More, more like a nutja. Hmm. Come on. The show wasn't even that bad. And the show just barely had movement in it because it was saved <laughs> on animation. Like, it was... Ha-ha! 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 I think somebody could go back and... And really, this is, again, when we were talking about recasting, I think this is one that they could go back and they could remake. Mm -hmm. I don't think you do the origins of Speed Racer. You just start. Like, you just do it and you go, he's in this race. Good racing or chase movies Mm -hmm. are really good. Mm -hmm. But they are few and far between. They're like westerns in that kind of way. Like, there's quite a few of them out there. They're they're not hard to find if you you want to look for them. But they're not all great, right? But I mean, even even we've we've watched one of the greatest chase scenes in Cars in yeah. Bullet, yeah, and that was just like that alone. Mm-hmm. Like, but but like, um, I think the problem with this one is we watched Days of Thunder, yeah, and that was literally driving around in a circle, and the way Tony Scott filmed it made it look entertaining, right? Like, not that this wasn't Speed Racer is entertaining, yeah, but, but it's like, commercial entertainment, yeah, and that's what I think really gets to us because it was made to make toys kind of idea mm. and i feel like that's what kind of just drove it the wrong way yeah i think the wachowskis just really want it to be like a kid's film because it was a kid's show and they just but they made it too much but that's yeah they, they made it they made it for five to six year old boys mm-hmm. instead of 12 to 13 year olds which is what they should have made it no for. they should have just made it for the audience that remembered it right not saying make an adult speed racer but make it right make it make it the teen days of thunder story yeah, right? yeah, yeah. like basically make it more anyways we're, we're talking a lot about yes. speed racer <laughs> we're, we're we, we probably should pick up the pace we're like what four movies <clears throat> in and we're okay like 22 minutes citizen kane <laughs> um is it my go or your go uh, a year ago. Citizen, Citizen Kane, Kane that uh, was Citizen a flop Kane. when it came out. Citizen Kane. Where is so uh, this is one of those things that's below Hackers. So huh? I have it at number 22. Ooh. You are not far off. I have it at number 21. Oh, nice. Because I probably will never go back and rewatch Citizen Kane. <laughs> no, probably not. It, if, if Freya grows up and becomes a film major <laughs> if she grows up, she's going to grow up and becomes a film major or something like that where she has to watch this movie for school i'll watch it with her hmm. but i am not going to sort seek this movie out in any way shape or form no so this is i mean i'm glad i watched it, it i'm glad i now know about it um and so i can ever talk to it if i ever talk to yeah. anybody about movies and stuff like that like, hey, have you ever seen citizen kane like yeah 
I ranked it a lot lower because when I was doing my list, I'm like, I remember it, but I don't remember it. Mm-mm. Like, it wasn't as memorable as I thought. Like, the only thing I ever remember of Citizen Kane is the whole Rosebud joke. See, I remember how big they made him look because of the downward angles yeah. and the ceiling and everything. I remember all those shots of him I just can looking re- so large. Like, I remember right. him bursting into her room. Yeah. And, like, just tearing it apart. But, like, mm-hmm. I actually don't remember a lot of the story anymore. Mm. Other than he built this huge place. But um, Xanadu. Xanadu. Okay. You know, we're, we're far off on yeah. that one. What's next? Okay. Well, let's talk about Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. Movie that flopped for Disney, which was very odd. But I just want to talk about the fact that, like, this a, was great. A new version of this come out, came out recently. What's that Stranger Tides or Stranger Planets movie, whatever it's called, no. from, yeah. right? You know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'll look it up, but um, it basically had the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. It was like this epic science fiction-y cartoon movie made by Disney and Pixar. It was just being kind of pushed under the rug and not really advertised, right? Right. So. Treasure, yeah. So anyways, I have uh, Treasure Planet at four. Oh, Wow. Um, I really actually enjoyed watching this again. Yeah. And I really, just watching, like, the animation, the way they they tied it together is just so well done. I think it's a good twist on the story of Treasure Treasure Island. Yes. Um, and I would love to see this as, and I think when we talked about this too, I'd love to see this as an actual remake. Like, I'd love to see the live action version and how they do this. Because it's very steampunk feel. Yes. But, I mean, yeah, it's a very interesting one, so. Where did you have Treasure Planet? I had Treasure Planet at number, where did it go? 13, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Not quite in the top three. I, I was, I, I had, I had not seen this movie. Um, before? Before. Strange World, by the way. Just came out. Um. I had not oh, seen this yeah, movie before we watched it for this. It was one of those movies that came out in the late, late 90s. No, uh, this was an early 2000s. Was it early 2000s? Okay. So the late, late 90s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the 90s was only 20 years ago. I, I, I stopped really watching the Disney animated films with Atlantis, and I even yeah. barely caught Atlantis. Um, but yeah, this one I just completely missed. Um, so yeah, like, but I was pleasantly surprised by how, how much I enjoyed this one. That was during the time of like Disney's... Disney was kind of struggling because Atlantis didn't really do well. Nope. But Treasure Planet didn't really do well. But like they, you go back and you rewatch them and you're like, these are great movies. Mm-hmm. I love Atlantis. Yeah. I, I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you ready to talk about Kroll? <laughs> we talk uh, about Kroll. I, I, I got to look this one up because I don't remember Kroll very well. So all I remember of Kroll was really bad like cgi and whatnot yes. as well as the glaive or what the glaive whatnot. yes oh this was the one with the spider lady too oh yeah the that cri- wasn't really a spider lady the lady at the center who yeah, had like yes. a giant crystal spider that yes. just kind of did nothing yeah. and yeah yeah th- this it had liam uh, neeson in it which liam was surprising neeson, who shows up and just kind of does stuff and yeah this one was uh this was a difficult one mm-hmm. so where's crawl on your list uh low Crawl is at number 36. 36? Yeah. We are not far off. Uh, Crawl was 37 for me. So, that gave it a healthy total of 2.5. 
That's a score. <laughs> Bites was in this movie. The guy from who owned the Elephant Man. Oh yeah. Yeah, Freddie Jones. Oh. He played Ymir. I don't even remember that character. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember. I, that's why I said I have to look this up because I don't remember this movie very well. No. Right. And that's why it got ranked really low because yeah. I was like, I just remember this being like a a really long, not really all that exciting movie. No. And like, yeah, the Spider Lady. And I remember it being very like. All I remember him is lackluster at the end. Yeah, like just him throwing it and it just and like spinning com- in place. Like yeah, it, and it would, yeah, yeah, combat was terrible. Weird laser th- like laser things from like yeah, it just didn't make sense. Yeah, it, it was one of those. I think we it was such an '80s sci-fi yeah. fantasy epic. Yeah, so it, it ranked really low on both lists. Mm-hmm. Good job. So after our flops. We moved on to musicals, or what we thought were going to be musicals. <laughs> Didn't oh. turn out to be musicals, but yeah. the first one we did is probably the most musical of them all, and that was The Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. And oh. Chris <laughs> has ranked The Little Shop of Horrors as number two. Okay. Hassa has ranked The Little Shop of Horrors at number six. Number six. <laughs> Because, yes, The Little Shop of Horrors was so much fun. <laughs> I love Rick Moranis. Yes. I love... And knowing more about how they did Audrey and... Audrey 2. Sorry, Audrey 2. And how they did... How Rick Moranis sang at half speed and move at half speed so that <laughs> the animation looked fluid. Or, like, the, not the animation. The puppetry looked yeah. fluid. It's like... So much love went into doing that film that... <laughs> Read me. <laughs> I say that to my cats all the time when they're looking at me. Like, they'll be like, meow. I'll be like, feed me. Do you still get the Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> feed me. <laughs> um, but like, so yeah. when I watch the Harley Quinn show. Yeah. The, the animated Jamie's one and Frank. Move. Yeah. Like, that's all I ever see. I'm always mm-hmm. like, oh, they're just, they're just doing an Audrey too. That's but exactly what they're doing. In the same style. So, and... I just think this is a great, this is a great, hey, we took the Broadway play version of this and we made it into a film mm. and it's just this musical film and, and I love the sirens. Yeah. Like they were so cool and so much fun. The only thing we d- I didn't like was obviously Audrey. Yeah. Her voice was so annoying. Her that, singing voice was amazing. That the talking yeah. voice was annoying. Um, her her high pitch, but then you had like Steve Martin and oh. Bill Murray just show up, and you're like, what? Steve Martin playing this the dentist, such a dick. Like, <laughs> you're gonna be a dentist. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I had to I rank this. I kind of want to watch this now. That I had to rank it so high because I was like, I loved the Little Shop of Horrors, yes. and I. To this day, and I know I talked about this on the podcast, but I remember to this day not realizing there's two different endings yes. depending on which one you're watching. Close the door. Yeah. So, um, I think the director's cut is like the Audrey two taking over the world, and then the regular theatrical was them getting married and running off. But like, I remember watching it's, it. Like, it's because the the, the studio didn't yeah. think that they, the, the audience ending. would understand. Yeah. But I love that the dark ending because it. I remember watching it the first time and be like, wait. What's happening? She died? Wait, no? What? Well, it's kind of like the ending for Army of Darkness. Yeah. Right, the two different endings, right? One, he goes back in time, or he goes back to his normal time, and one, he wakes up, like, in the year 3000. Yeah. 
love Army of Darkness. Okay, Singing in the Rain is next. Uh, where the hell did I put this on the list? Singing in the Rain. Uh, um, so this was... Oh, still, this was still more this was of still a, musical. a musical. Yeah, this was quite a musical, and this was and, a little more. And I will admit that that's that um, Good Morning <laughs> number, Good morning. where it was pretty much all one take going through the different rooms yeah. and stuff, was really well done. Though hearing the story behind it makes me like it less. Um, but yeah. So where'd you rank it then? Uh, Singing in the Rain was number twenty-six. Ooh, twenty-six. Yeah. I ranked this as number 29. Uh. I, as much as this was a, a, you know, it's one of those movies where you see it once. Citizen mm-hmm. Kane, kind of. I'll see it once. I have no intention of ever going back to it. No, neither do I. Right? It, it, it's yeah. kind of too old to, for me to go back. Like, it's not Little Shop of Horrors where it's this kind of weird cultural thing. It's just singing in the rain. You say that, what do you get? You get the picture of the guy dancing and singing in the rain. Yeah, in the umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very iconic and great, but we've seen it enough. I don't need to see this movie True, again. but like this was one of our more musical musicals, too. Like these two movies yeah. were definitely the, the musically of the two musicals. The first two we chose were... And like this one with like with the dancing and the music, it's just... Yeah. It's really, really well done. Well, I'm trying to think of what was the other guy's not... not um, what was the guy that did all like the... Stunt dancing. Oh, um... Because it wasn't Gene Kelly. Patrick Malahy? Donald yeah. O'Connor. Oh, no. I'm on the wrong thing. Gene Kelly, Donald O'Connor, and Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, Donald. Yeah. So... Yeah. And yeah, them just hearing the stories of them, just how like, mean they were to Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, that, that didn't... That didn't sit well but like it really was really nice seeing them like like having to work through going from uh silent films to talkies Mm -hmm. and like figure out microphones and stuff like that like i thought that was entertaining i thought yeah a lot of it is a little higher on the list right so um and i do love the fact that like yeah the one silent star actress has just got the most annoying voice and they're like we can't do this but then there was that weird dance number at the near the end where it was just like Oh, this is just because... Um, Gotta dance. Yeah, Gene Kelly just wanted to do something yeah, by like, himself. Like, well, wait, what do we... What do you... How like, do you start this movie? Okay, picture this. Yeah. And you're like, this has nothing to do with the rest of the... No. So. I, yeah, I... Oh, wait. Let's talk about Marilyn Monroe. Gentlemen, gentlemen prefer blondes. Where did I put this one? Oh, I, this, I'm this, up first, this so. one was, yeah. This one's probably pretty low. As much as I love Marilyn... Um, I put this at 33. Ah, you put it lower than I did. You put it at my Romain Michelle level. <laughs> this is 31 for me. Mm, we're not that far off. Yeah, uh, I love Marilyn. And I love the other actress. I think they, they acted well together. Uh, Jane Russell. Jane Russell, thank you. Jane. 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 Uh, Jane. Jane. Scott. <laughs> um, they were well together. <laughs> they had really good like chemistry, like friendship. Mm-hmm. This movie is just not great. No. And yeah. you know, Marilyn Monroe has some great lines in it, and has like the whole dance number and everything that everyone always talks about. But this is one not really a musical. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of hey, we're in the middle of it. Here's a song. Yeah. Um, and it just yeah. I agree. 
Like as as and like I'm a I'm a fairly large Maryland fan. Um, I have two pictures yeah. of her downstairs on my walls. Um, but yeah, I, this movie was good, but it wasn't great. You know. Yeah. Like one day I'll watch I'll watch it again, but that's only, it'll only be because I'm watching Maryland, Maryland movies. So Maryland, we could do Maryland month, but we could do a Maryland month. Just start Marilyn Monroe. God, she was gorgeous. <laughs> she was. And smart. And that's what I think everyone always forgets. But yes, unfortunately, Gentleman for Blondes is pretty low on our list. Yeah. However, it did not. It's on lower than Kroll, so we're good. And it's not lower than our next one. Cabaret. <laughs> I really disliked this little. Good, because I put it at number 35. I put mine at number 37. 37. There's only one movie lower than this. <laughs> Uh, I did not like this movie. I thought it was weird and dumb, and the the characters made stupid decisions. Yeah, um, it. There were there were parts of it that I enjoyed, but it wasn't a musical. Even though people say tout it as this like great musical. Yeah. Like I liked kind of the stage <sighs> stuff they did. Yes, I did too. But but then after that, it just like and then yeah, it gets into weird. Yeah, I just it gets weird into weird like social commentary parts of it, and like I get that they want to yeah. do that, and they want to. Basil make... Expeditions in it. It's yeah. just, it's just I, weird. Th- I think Austin Powers ruined me for that actor because the whole time I watched Cabaret, I'm like oh, Basil. What are we you should doing? do Basil Expedition Month where yeah. we watch that. We watch Logan's Run because he was the main guy in that movie. Those are the only movies I know of his. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I have to look it up. I do know him from Logan's Run, but. Oh, Logan's Run. They redid Logan's Run already. Did they? I'm sure. I they've they've been in talks to do it for a long time. Even um, well, Ken Levine, the guy who created yeah. the Bioshock yeah. video game series, was signed on to write it. Yeah. But it never went anywhere. I feel like they've redone it, but like not. Well, the island, not as the like, island was basically yeah. Logan's Run. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, um, after... That's, that's af- it for musicals. Musicals. Do you remember what we went into? Mm, nope. So we went into <laughs> Tech Noir. Ah, yeah. Tech Noir, which started off with Bruce Willis in 12 Monkeys. Yes, it did. Um, Is it me or you? I think we've lost track of where we... <sighs> we'll pick it up. I'll go first. Okay. I put 12 Monkeys at number nine. It's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, this was my first time watching it, and I really did enjoy Bruce Willis's character. And I like the fact that he wasn't just like Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. Yeah. that you know and love of Die Hard and yeah. other things. It's, this is a lot more like him in like Sixth Sense and stuff like that, yeah. where you get to see a completely different side of Bruce. Or unbreakable. Way, like Yeah. This is my number two. Yeah, you're number two. You put this high. T- um, Terry Gilliam, man. Guy, yeah. knows, guy knows how to make a film that is weird and out there and... Tech I love Noir like crazy. Like Brazil was the same way when yeah. we watched it last last season. I love like, his aesthetic of yeah. the future technology. Like yeah. his, it's this weird steampunk, but it's this weird grimy it's things so cobbled together. Yeah, it totally reminds me of Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, right. Like it's pieces that's thrown together because so they work. Yeah. Like that's it. Right, and it's always this like weird. Yeah hierarchy of things going on in yeah. the background weird camera angles yeah. weird chairs weird computers like yeah it's love his stuff and again as you said bruce willis is great in this film and like it has this great story that you 
kind of really don't see coming. Like no. you don't see the fact that Brad Pitt isn't behind. No. The Twelve Monkeys. I totally just realized I put Brad Pitt movies as my number one and number two. <laughs> you don't see him as the. You but, don't see him as not the bad guy. But Brad Pitt right. is also not the Brad Pitt you think you know. Like he's not in either the of those movies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because yeah. you think Brad Pitt, and I always think Ocean's movies yeah. at first, and then I this, think this charming Hollywood yeah. actor, yeah. right? Yeah. This like kind of playboyish, yeah. but like this is where he's straight though, up. Though those the most famous roles he has, Tyler Durden. Yeah. And even Seven, are kind of departures from that persona, right? <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, twelve monkeys with the weird eye. Oh yeah, and the the flicky yeah. hands like. And yeah. he's just going like back and forth. Yeah. yeah, such a good such a good role. Yeah, no, I give it. Uh, okay, let's move on. Yep. Uh, Minority Report was next with. Yes, it is my number three. <laughs> Minority Report. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to. I'm like, I'm just gonna go with this because these are my one. I love this movie. Unabashedly, I said like enjoy the shit out of this film. Okay. Um, there is that little bit at the end where Colin Farrell gets killed, which I think is dumb. He shouldn't die. No. Uh, he should be smarter than that. But um, I, I remember rewatching this movie for this and being like, I really like this movie. <laughs> like the um, the music was a little wonky because it was mm-hmm. a little too adventure timey. Um, adventure timey. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> adventure it was a little, time. It was a little too Indiana Jones yeah. than Star Wars, right? Because it was John Williams, of course. Because mm-hmm. it's a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just watching Tom Cruise do this movie and watching like the fun version of the future instead of like the completely trashed one in Twelve Monkeys, mm-hmm. right? It was yeah a good juxtaposition of those two things, and I really enjoy this film. So okay. I happened to put it at number ten. It's in my top ten. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think this movie is great. I like the the kind of cool future tech they use. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it works really well. I just think there was there's movies that were I'd prefer better. Like oh, I yeah. like Minority Report's one of those ones. I'm glad I went back and watched. I wouldn't probably seek out to go watch it again, mm-hmm. whereas I would go watch Little Shop of Horrors again, and I probably will. Um, <laughs> Or, like, go watch Seven again. Like, I think... Yeah. But even, like... Because 12 Monkeys is actually my number nine. So, it was ten. So, it was, like... Even... I Just, I think... The way it was acted... I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise acts amazing in this. And so do the other actors. But, like... Yeah. Okay. Next on our tech noir... Let's talk about Snake Pl- Plinskin. Plinskin? Plinskin? Escape from New York. I can never say his last name. Plinskin. Plinskin. Escape from New York. Snake. 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 Number 15 in Chris's list. Whoa. Chris loves... You know this, though. You know how bad these movies are. Yeah. I love these. Do I'm, you like I, Escape from L.A. more? I wanted to do Escape from L.A. only because of the weird... CG tidal wave? CG tidal wave where he's surfing. This is Kurt Russell. This isn't the Kurt Russell from um, uh, The Thing. No. Right? This is Kurt Russell in, like... The most ridiculous role, <laughs> and he just hands it up, yeah. and it's great. <laughs> uh, number twenty-four for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. 
It still put it pretty good, but not decent enough. I just like that. Oh. I, I can see why. I know why. This is not a good movie. It looked crummy. It looked... But I feel like, like it, it's, it, a, it's a Carpenter movie. Yes. I feel like it looks... 100%. The movie looks crummy and the sets look crummy. But when you look at it as a whole, that's kind of how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I know. And again, uh, 24... What did I put that? 24... It's mm-hmm. not a bad movie. No. As I said, there's only like five bad movies this year, and we've talked about most of them already. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get to the other one later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I was glad I watched this. And we've gone through most of Carpenter's movies at this point. Which is funny, but it's also good. Cause <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Gonna... Was it last Halloween? We did two Carpenter movies without actually ever realizing we, did, we were doing two Carpenter movies. Because we did we did The, the thing, thing and we did They Live. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, wait a second, damn it! And then we had to rank, we had to put the movies in a certain order because we're like, oh, because we're gonna do back to back Carpenters. Yeah, and we're like, yeah, put, put we, one first and one last. We yeah. have done a bunch of his, but yeah, we I also think, did a, a sca- uh, ch- um So we've done Escape from New York, The Thing, uh, um, They Live. <sighs> Why can't I think of what else? The um, Kurt Russell Chinatown, Big Trouble oh, in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, but like. I think that kind of speaks to the fact that we we like John Carpenter movies. Like, <laughs> I guess so. He has a lot of films. Like, don't get me wrong. We're, we're not we're not getting close to being doing all of his films. Oh no, he um, has a ton. Because like, uh, that's his writers. Where's his? Director? Yeah, I was looking up his directors as well. Uh, director, director, thirty-two movies under his director mm-hmm. thing. Oh, we can do Ghosts of Mars. Oh no. <laughs> Escape from L.A. Village of the Damned. Yeah. Mouth of Madness, but yeah, okay. We shouldn't stick too much on Carpenter. Okay, well, we're a little off on our our opinions of Escape from New York, but not terribly. Mm -hmm. We're only nine off. Yeah. Let's talk about Dark City. Dark City. Uh, Rufus. Rufus Sewell. And um, And Keith Sutherland. Keith Yeah. And just... And... um, Okay, so... What's her name? I don't remember. From Labyrinth. Oh, why can't I think of her name? God damn you. <sighs> David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> he was in there. Jennifer Gar- Jennifer. No. It's not Garner. It's not Garner. Jennifer. Connolly. Connolly. Damn it. And William Hurt. And William Hurt. I forgot William Hurt was in this movie. Okay, so I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. I put this at 36. I didn't agree with you. I put it at 29. 29. Mm, it's low, but it's not that low. I went back through this list and I was like, Dark City, oh yeah. Oh, what yeah. happened in Dark City? <laughs> I was like, I can't remember. See, for me... And I, I had to look it up because I couldn't even remember it was Rufus and Kiefer. Yeah, for me, Dark City is just, it's more of an aesthetic thing. I, I enjoyed the, the aesthetic mm. of the weirdness of that w- weird psychic world that they created it was just the execution that was that was poor yeah i like the idea like where they were they were basically implanting memories into people and then changing the world around but Mm -hmm. i I was like going back when i was doing the list i'm like i don't remember why they were doing that it's like i don't remember and then i was like i don't remember anything until you just said psychic and i'm like oh yeah he had this weird psychic battle later on what they were doing is because they were trying to find individuality because they lost theirs i think that's what it was okay well i put this at 36 so but again 
I think. You think. <laughs> okay, I, I'm pretty sure our next one is still part of Tech Noir. Because I think we did five movies into Tech Noir. Because after that is all our, our disaster movies. So, the next movie on our list was Existence. Mm. So, where is Existence on your list? Well, we hit it. Rock, yes! Rock goddamn bottom! Rock goddamn bottom! <laughs> this is the worst movie Jesus. on our list. <sighs> Thank you for agreeing with me on this. What a piece of garbage this movie was. So combined, by the way, uh, out of all totals, this movie got a 1.38 <laughs> on our total list. So yeah. far, I don't think anything's going to... No. And like, I uh, like... Cronenberg's films. By the way, audience also gave this a higher score than like The Bodyguard, Romy Michelle, Hackers. Mm-hmm. Um, no, those are the only ones that were like, higher. As I said, I, I do enjoy David Cronenberg's movies. Mm-hmm. I think he is an incredibly good director. Um, I just think that this was not one of them. Like, this was a, just a poor... like. We'll, we'll start off with the whole the organic situation. Mm-hmm. It it's weird, and it's kind of cool when you you get into it. Like it, it's kind of that weird body horror type look idea, yeah. where they have like those like flesh pots, but it just loses mm-hmm. its story, and it yeah. doesn't know where it's going, and you don't know where it's going, and then the ending just makes you really confused. Yeah. One 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 of these months we'll do a Cronenberg month. We'll do a Cronenberg thing because he is a Canadian director, mm. and um, I we've done this is what his second movie we've done of his. I think because we did um, what's it called? That was one of his, wasn't it? Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, the Dead Dead Zone. That was his, yes. right? I think the Dead Zone was Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, Dead Zone. There it is. Yeah, um, but like um. the Fly. Is one of his, and that is considered one of the greatest body horror movies of all time. Well, right? it's also one of so. the greatest actors. <laughs> sure. No, uh, you don't think so? Yeah. So. Yeah, The Fly. But like Videodrome. Videodrome. If we ever do a Cronenberg month, we're not doing Videodrome. No, I'm serious. Videodrome I'm, is not worth redoing. No, I, I, I fully know. Do you know? Have you seen that movie? No, but I think I, I know. It's yeah. just terrible. The whole point the whole point of James Woods' character is he's looking for what's next in the world of pornography. Hmm. And he finds like snuffy type films and stuff like that. It gets really weird. So, uh, But yeah. this existence was just... Yeah. Like and even the ending. Like I still... Like I just remember them being like, uh, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, wait, that's how you ended this? Yeah. And, and then the one guy's like, "Wait, are we still playing?" And then, the, and the and the thing is too, we play video games. Yeah, we talked about. And this. it was like, this person clearly has no idea how video games work. <laughs> and that was kind of the problem where it's like the newest video game everyone wants to play, and you're like, "What are they doing? Are they working in a factory? No one wants to do that." Like, but it's not even like a sim game. Like you're like. We talked about this on the podcast. It's mm-hmm. somebody that did not understand the concept of video games trying to be like, these were video games. Yeah. But it also, yeah, existence is terrible. Okay. Okay. Disaster month. Disaster. Not on the podcast. Podcast was pretty successful. Speaking but of disasters. Disaster month. <laughs> yeah. Moving into it. actual disasters, we had Titanic. Ah, Titanic. And my heart will 
truly go on. My heart will go on at number 15. Oh, okay. Yes. This did not break the top 20 for me. Mm. I, this movie is a good movie. Like it, it, 100%. Objectively speaking, it is a good, well-done movie. Yeah. Its romance is a little cliched. Yeah. Fine. But the special effects, the practical effects... The acting. The, the acting, top-notch. Yeah. Set work, top-notch. Good movie, all around. I 100% agree. Bang my gavel, end of case. <laughs> I put it at 22. Um, that was my Citizen K. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Good movie. And uh, I'll give you that, all that. Would I go back and re- out of my way to rewatch Titanic? No. If I'm going to go watch another... Um, well, I was going to say Cam- Carpenter. If I'm going to go watch a Cameron film... I'm going to go watch Aliens. Did we just have a Cameron, a Carpenter, and a Cronenberg? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, and then wait till we get to the next one. Um, we have three weird... And then... They. Um, yeah. In terms of Cameron, again, he made this movie because he just wanted to go down and see the Titanic. Damn right he did. And he made a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I would rather go watch one of his more action-packed movies. I would 100% go watch The Abyss over this 10 oh, times a day. 100%. Because The Abyss was great. So I think just on my or rewatch... Aliens. Of, yeah, Aliens. I would, I would, <laughs> yeah. I'd go rewatch Aliens tonight if I really felt like it. Because yes. um, I do love Aliens. I think the second one's great. But For without, different reasons. But without this movie... Without this movie, you don't, don't get... We don't get Avatar. You mean Dances with Wolves in Space. But... <laughs> Yeah, so we know. We're, it's still it's what out it there. is. Yeah. And, you know, so. Yeah, give me that. Anyway, what's next? Next, Armageddon. Bruce Willis is back. Oh, yeah. And he brought Ben Affleck with him. Yeah, he did. And he brought a whole crew of people. Yeah, he did. And where'd you put this? Oh, no, I'm going. You're going. I put this at number 16. I put it at number 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a great movie. This is so much fun. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Uh, Peter Stormare's in and it. And it's uh, even more fun when you know the story of, why don't they just train the astronauts yeah. to be really, shut up, Ben, it's just a movie. Shut up, it's a movie. <laughs> this is just, and the scene of Bruce Willis asking for the demands yeah. and then finding out later that he just improvised that. Oh, did he? I didn't remember I, that. I'm pretty sure yeah. I'd have to relook at it or go back and listen to our episode. Yeah. But like he just improvised what their demands were and you're like, oh yeah, this is good. He wants a night in the White House. <laughs> Why are you sending drillers? <laughs> it's a lot harder to yeah. teach them to be astronauts. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's just, again, like, um, like hackers, Mm-hmm. It is the right level of dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't watch it for it, it's no. a Bay movie, right? Yeah, Michael Bay, and like, yeah, Michael Bay, and, it's, and it seems like William Fickner t- talking to Steve Buscemi, who's riding the nuke. <laughs> Get off the, the thermonuclear <laughs> warhead, <laughs> where it's a super super <laughs> serious line, and you cannot help but laugh because it's just so dumb. <laughs> Or when they like have to duct tape him to the chair, and then he's like, "I had a better spot out there for the end of the world," and you're like, "Oh, yeah, great movie." It, I it's... 100% rewatch. Yeah. I did. I, I gave it a. I gave it a 16. It, you got 11. I got an 11. Okay, let's talk about a movie that I actually really enjoy more. Twister. Ah. Bill Paxton. The Paxton. The Paxton. 
I also enjoy this more. I gave it a number six. It's in my oh, wow. it's in my top ten, but yeah. it's not in the top five. Uh, number nine. Number nope. nine. Nope. Number ten. Sorry. Oh, no, number ten. It was right above Armageddon. Okay. Um, I probably for all the same reasons you liked it. This 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 is a great family of people. Yeah. And they have amazing chemistry together. Um, even when Bill Paxton comes back, like it, he just mm-hmm. kind of like slips right back <laughs> into the role he was playing before yeah. in this group. Um, well, I just love the scene of him outside. He's like touching the grass. He's like looking yeah. at things, and he's like, "Oh, it's on! It's on!" Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're then, like, "What?" And Terry Ellis's group is yeah. like, "We should go. We're, <laughs> we're following. Follow Bill. We're following him." <laughs> His name was Bill too, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. But like, yeah, this is just it's. One of those movies where you just watch it, and like the whole cow, cow again. Yeah, another cow. I, I the think it's the same cow. Um, like there's yeah, just... he played Bill Harding. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it's just a, a stupidly fun movie. Right. So yes, I have Twister Eye. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Like acting the shit out of the role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, no, I think the whole crew did it really well on yeah. that one. Um, Dante's Peak's next. Dante's Peak is next. Mr. Uh, Pierce Brosnan? Mr. Pierce Brosnan. I put that at a number solid 19. Ooh, I yeah. went to number 17. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like Dante's Peak. It's a good movie. has great, again, great chemistry within mm-hmm. the group of geologists, volcanologists, whatever the hell they are. Volcanologists, yeah. Um, like, especially, like, that scene where they're in the crater and they're talking about the people that they've set Pierce Brosnan up with. Yeah. You said she's, you said she liked rocks. Oh, Crystals, oh. not rocks. There's a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, some of the special effects in that movie were... Mm, the CGI. Um, the scene where the grandma gets boiled alive. Yeah. Really well done. Really, the acid like, heartfelt. Yeah. Um, the... The fact that at the end of the movie, he doesn't get back and be their savior. No. Right? He gets pinned in that car and happens to turn the elf on. Yeah. Elf? Yeah. Yeah, the Um, emergency. The emergency thing. And she takes care of her kids in the tunnel, right? Like, yeah. It was was well done. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, The last of our disasters was the Andromeda strain. Yes. This, I think, will have the biggest divide between the two of us. Chris put it at a 23. Hassa put it at a 5. At a 5. This is in Hassa's top 5. Yeah. So, for me, I enjoy those scientific, slow Mm -hmm. plotting. Like, to me, this was, this this is Zodiac from Fincher. Like, this is that tension-filled, slow burn type of, like, yeah. And I really, like, I was watching this on a holiday and I was like, this movie is good. Though yeah. I had to like quickly close the laptop because I was on a ferry hmm. and there were boobies at one point. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, oh no. I'm like, Boobs. okay, they're gone. <laughs> like, why are they showing dead yeah. boobies? Because <laughs> they're dead boobies. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, you had it way lower, so you obviously have yeah, different opinions. No, I, I'm not a big fan of the slow burns. Yeah. Um, I think that's where part of the problem comes. I felt like too much of this movie was focused on their like sterilization process and going down each level. And, you know, then when they finally get to it and then it just kind of like fall, like it just dissipates at the end. 
Like it just, they figure it out. They, oh, they'll drop it in the ocean and the acidity of the ocean will kill it. Something like that, yeah. And it just, it, it kind of just fell apart for me at the end a little bit. Yeah. So I just, this isn't one I'd go back and rewatch. Yeah. But for me, it was always about the tension. Like it was about mm-hmm. like, okay, what is that lady hiding? Oh shit, mm-hmm. it was epilepsy or yeah. like, you but know. But then everyone doesn't know that. So no. There, no one wants and, to go near and her. And she misses the thing. And, yeah. Yeah. Because of the red light. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're moving on to a month that we dedicated to bands. No. Music. It was movies about about Mo- bands. Movies about bands. Yeah. Band movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's movies. Well, it movies are well, around we, because bands. Because we did musicals. These aren't musicals. Yeah. They're movies about bands. Yeah. And the first one was about the Beatles, which was I Want to Hold Your Hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where did you rank? I want to hold your hand at a very low number 34. Wow. I put it in a 27. Really? I thought you were in the same kind of park. If this was not a good movie. No, but I feel like based off of everything else, like, I mean, 27 is still not the low no, true. 11 off the top, but there are other movies that I just felt like I wouldn't go back and rewatch. Hmm. Um, but this was one of those ones where it was like, okay, you know what? It could be redone. Yeah. It could be redone better. Oh, yeah. Um, it was. It was called Across the Universe, and it was amazing. Oh, Across the Universe <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. I actually really do enjoy that. So but, one, yeah. It's one of my favorite jukeboxy musical-type mm-hmm. films. I absolutely adore but that movie. I rank this one a little higher because I feel like it, it kind of does display a good aspect of what Beatlemania was that it does and you know for us in our modern age where we just we have social media we follow them like this was a good look at back at Mm -hmm. how people were actually around these superstars of musicians where they couldn't just follow them and buy their merchandise like they had to actually go out of their way physically follow them right so like I could uh, know what name random but we mentioned her earlier. I could know what Taylor Swift is doing every day yeah. by following her on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. I don't, but I could. But I don't but, want to. But the thing is, in the 60s, you could not do that no. with the Beatles. If they were coming to town, that was your only time yeah. to see them probably in your whole life. And the level of security was laxing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Some of them were sleeping <laughs> underneath their bed. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird one. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> To Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> I gotta scroll back up for this one. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. Yeah. I have it as a number twelve. I have mine as a number seventeen. Okay. Um, this movie. I forgot how actually decently funny this movie could be. Some of it is a little dated, and like Tara Reid's not really that great. But Rosario Dawson. Um. And Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook, we talked about it. Still looks great. Yeah. God. So happy I got her autograph, too. Um, and got to meet her. She was really nice. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. was right next to her, too. But that was that was interesting. But I cared more about Rachel Lee Cook. <laughs> Would you not? <laughs> totally. Well, yeah, Kanan, he's right there. Rebels, whatever. Yeah, you're doing good work. Keep at it, Freddie. But she's all that. But she's all that. Um, this was just... This is fun. This is a fun it was, 2000s it was, movie. It was made more fun by um, Alan Cumming. Mm-hmm. Alan Cumming's over-the-top performance of this 
the executive. Bar executive and... and on top of that, um, Parker Posey's same thing. Yeah. Like those She's... two characters were just like, you're like, what is going on with these, these crazy people? And then they find out that they're not what they seem at the end of the movie. And you're like, this, <sighs> this was, this was Americans redoing spice world. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I give you that. Yeah. Okay. So, what, uh, is al- our, what is our next one? Almost famous. This was definitely higher on my list. This was higher, but not by much. I have it at 11. Uh, number seven. Number seven. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a this is a well done movie with great mm-hmm. with great music, um, just amazing performances from Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson, and Billy Crudup, and even uh, Jason Lee, who mm-hmm. is not known for good performances, um, just solid, solid performances. Yeah. The guy who played the bass player, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one one line, line I think. Like, well, what did you bring to the band? The bass. The bass. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna walk away. Yeah, almost famous is a is a good one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not in my top ten, but I, it was close. Uh, let's talk about Tom Hanks. That thing you do, because they didn't say that enough in the movie. <laughs> I think it was eleven do times that thing. thing. Yeah. But the thing is, you know that song. Yeah, I know I do now. <laughs> um, yeah. I ranked. Oh no, I, I did my li- ranking. You go first. What'd you rank uh, that? Number fourteen. Right number below 14. Treasure Planet for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was an eighteen for me. Nice. Yeah. This um, good movie. Tom Hanks is good. I like how Tom Hanks is. Um, I like not a nice guy, but not an asshole. No, he's not. He's very like real with yeah. them. And I liked like uh, the drummer. Like, he's just like, oh, no, I'm having fun. This is great. And the, the lead singer guy is just like this ass. And it's like, oh, I want to go talk to the executive about, you know. Yeah. Like, who is this kid? Get him out of here. Yeah. And, you know, I like the fact that, like, I can't, like, was the movie, the movie didn't end this way. Yeah. Shit. Now, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm. It ended with I'm, I'm, Liz Tate. I'm, I am confusing our version of the ending and the movie's ending. Because, like. I can't remember if did he become a session musician? No. Okay, so they they opened a school or something. That's what it was. Whereas we, I felt yeah. he should have been a session, session musician. musician. They make so much money because he was working like, with that. Uh, yeah, Del. The, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, but see that scene in itself where he meets them and he's like, "Oh my God, you're this," and he's like, yeah. "You don't know." And then he's like, "No, no, blah blah blah." blah. But then when they see him at the recording studio and yeah. he gets to play with them and he's like, "It's like, hey, what'd you call that?" And it's yeah, like, blah blah blah. But I like even when he's like, hey, take me to a good jazz club. He's like. And then he asks him all the yeah, questions. Yeah, he's like, well, blah, 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 He's like, oh, I got it. Yeah. You're, you're in. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's, you can clearly tell his joy mm-hmm. of music is what drives the movie and yeah. why Tom Hanks' character likes him so much. Yeah. Right? Even though Tom Hanks' character is, not, just, yeah. is just a businessman. He knows that this kid isn't in it for the money. He's no. in it because he loves music, right? Whereas the other guy, like the lead singer, was... Was in it for the fame. Yeah. Right? So. Reminds me of people like Dave Grohl. Yeah. Whenever you see interviews with him and he talks about music and it's just like, this guy genuinely just loves he music. Loves, he loves what he does. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. We're going to move on. We are. We're going to move on to movies about mobsters. 
Yes, mobster movies. Mobster movies. And we started it off with Chinatown. One of our, like, three Nicol- or, um, Jack, wow, Nicholson, Jack films. Nicholson films, I think we did. Two this year. Yeah. Because we got uh, The Witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, no, Witches of Eastwick. Yeah. Coming up. Uh, but Chinatown. Uh, yes. It's just uh, Chinatown. This is Chinatown. I rank this as 14. Uh, not too far off my 16. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good movie. I liked the overall mystery of it i love the fact that it dealt with water and property titles yeah um more where like unlike murder and stuff like that really didn't like the fact that the pedophile got away with the girl at the end um that got, bothered the shit out of me he got shot but he didn't die yeah he still took his granddaughter though no i know like who was his daughter his granddaughter and his daughter. No, no. Like the, I, I remember this movie. The, the the trashiest of person in this movie got away with it. Like I'm not cool with that. No. But, but the, then, yeah. the practical effect of cutting the nose. Yeah. Super well done, and yeah. No, I I just think that it's a really well mo- done movie. I thought they put it together really well, um, and then Jack Nicholson just like yeah. But it's, I agree. I think I think the ending of it pays off for the movie as much as you hate it yeah i know that explains that time period where corruption did yeah and it ends with that's chinatown jake yeah you just walk away and that's what he ends up doing and we i've said this every time we've watched an old jack nicholson film god he is just entertaining to watch (laughs) act his charisma is it's crazy and we'll talk about that a little later uh but right now we're going to talk about casino Mm -hmm. robert de niro Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Where where are you at with this one? Number twenty five. Wow. I thought you would have gone lower. No, I this is so this is what I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Um, where this movie is not I would rather watch Bodyguard yeah. than this movie, but this movie is way, way better made. See, I would rather watch this movie. I have it at a thirteen. Oh wow. Um because I never really watched Casino. I'm not usually, but like, I really enjoyed how they went through this movie and how it was like these, the way they presented the movie, right? It was like, oh, we're talking about this, this, and this. And it's like, ah, oh, Joe Pesci's character, he's just this ass. And like, he's, but the fact that Robert De Niro's character isn't really the mobster, right? No. He is just trying to legiti- yeah. legitimately make his business. And that's, part of his downfall and and the thing is his legitimate business mm-hmm. happens to be owned by illegitimate people mm-hmm. so he's kind of turning a blind eye to them skimming off the top yeah and that's fine with him it's everything else around the mob yeah. part of it that is getting in his way well right. it's the joe pesci character getting in his way and yeah. then it's like oh well I, you know i'm firing this guy oh well he's the sp- the son of the son gamer of, commissioner yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, you can't fire him. It's like, no, he, he's useless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd put Casino pretty high. You did. How about the Boondock Saints? Let's talk about this movie. Again, right level of dumb fun. I love this movie. Oh, God. Number eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Number 31. What? Yeah. You love this movie. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I was going through the list, and as I was going through, I'm like, you know, Boondock Saints, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I knew we would be, like, big, big thing with um, 
Andromeda Strain. I did yeah. not expect that with this one. I don't. I don't know why. When I was doing this list, because I, I told yeah. told you earlier, I started at the bottom. And I just started adding the movies. So I went this. I went Existence is dead last. It's terrible. Yeah. And then I kept going. And I'm like, what would be next? What would be next? And I just I couldn't fit Boondock Saints in higher. I just there were movies that I'm like, and I don't know why. I just feel like it's one of those movies I won't go back and rewatch. Even though it was fun and it was stupid and it was good, I just... Really? I don't know. Something about me just felt like I was like, I have no desire to re-go back and re-watch hmm. the Boondock Saints. Yeah, I disagree. I, I, I think maybe it's like John Wick and all that kind of similar where it's just... Yeah. Well, that's why in both versions of our films for the remake, we, yeah. we wanted it to be more like that. Yeah. More visceral, more... Um, not just standing there and shooting at each other. Yeah. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. You know what though? It, it it'll level out. It did. It did level out. Okay. What's the next? The Untouchables. Where the hell did I put that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. You go first, anyway. I put it at number seven. <laughs> I enjoyed this one. Sean Connery, man. Where'd you put it at? Twelve. Oh, okay. I totally thought I'd be higher on this one than you were. Yeah, weird. Yeah, because I'm definitely more of the Kevin Costner fan than you are. Yeah, but I'm the Sean Connery fan. You are. I like Sean Connery. Name four of his movies that aren't Bond movies. Uh, Highlander. <laughs> Do you want me to go with Highlander 2? Highlander 2. <laughs> the Quickening. Dragonheart. <laughs> Do you want me to keep going? Yes. Um, <sighs> nope, I, I can think of... Hold on. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, because that was the movie that broke him. Yep. And I'm trying to think of what the other stupid movie is. It's not 13 Nights. What's the one where he's... First Night. First Night. With Richard Gere. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't think okay. of... I, was, I had 13, but I'm like, I think that's Antonio Banderas for that's some reason. Thirteen Warriors. Warriors. Or 13th Warrior. Yeah. First, yeah. first Night. Hey, Sean Connery. Okay. Yeah, yes, I know. I know. We've done a bunch of those movies, too. <laughs> we've done League, and we've done Dragonheart, we've done um, this movie. The Rock. Oh, The Rock. I could have used The Rock. It was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, that, was even, that was even part of Nicolas Cage month, wasn't know, it? it or was. was that part of San Francisco No, month? that was part of Nicolas Cage yeah. month. Um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, me too. I like the parts of it. Like, um, and I, We talked about it during the, the podcast, but that scene where... The killer is coming to get Connery's character, and it's that yeah. that shot from outside his apartment, and it's one long take. And yeah. It's really, it's really where he gets the drop on the first guy, but then mm-hmm. it's actually a decoy. Yeah, um, Robert De Niro again shows up, mm-hmm. and like he plays that really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I think this was a this was a good one, and I just for me, it's like I love the fact that they they really do play on the whole tax evasion is how we're going to get this guy. And, and they did. And That's, they did. They That's how they got him. Right? Okay. Oops, we moved shit. into October and we moved into movies about witches. Witches. And we have The Witches of Eastwick. Which witch movie is which, better? Which witch? Um, I honestly, do you want, do you want me to go first on this one? Or you yeah, go? sure. I, this is my number. I have f- fine mine. There uh, it is. This is my number five. I love Jack Nicholson in this movie. Oh, my God. It's terrible. This is my number 32. Wow. We are way off. (laughs) Jack Nicholson in this movie does it for me. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the three actresses, I think, do really well. Cher, um, Susan, Susan Sarandon, and why can't I picture her, but I can't... Selena Kyle. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> thinking Stardust, and I was like, why can't I get her name out? I think they all do well. I think the ending little bit falls apart with the weird demon thing that mm-hmm. finally shows up at the end. But the way Jack Nicholson just goes off the deep end. <laughs> again, how entertaining is it to just watch him? It, very entertaining. And like that's what this movie is. Yeah. And and I love the chemistry between the three women. But for me, it was the fact that like this was a movie about witches. Mm-hmm. That had very little witchcraft in it. True. And it didn't. It just didn't do it for me. Like, I don't think it's next, but you yeah, know, practical magic's next. Had yeah, practical magic had such a much better depiction Use. of yeah. witches. I can give you, you know. So. Okay, so let's 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 talk about practical magic. We'll talk about practical magic. Number twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah, I have a nineteen. Yeah, so like as I said, like again, good chemistry, great chemistry. The four women in this movie mm-hmm. between the the sisters and the the aunts. The aunts. Jesus Christ. That scene where they're drinking tequila and just insulting each other. Oh, it was great. And they're laughing. so much fun. Where they actually apparently did get drunk. Yeah. Um, and then when they pull the people from the town together to, to banish the evil spirit. Yeah. All the ladies. Yeah. And, Don't and, break the circle. And they bring the, <laughs> the one lady comes in with, with the, the dust buster. Yeah. Is this good enough? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> like, Yeah. I I enjoyed the I enjoyed that that movie yeah. much much more. Even though I will agree with you, the quality of the acting and the story in Witches of Eastwick is better. And I've, I and I one hundred percent know why East, Witches of Eastwick is like low. Yeah. Like and it's not a great movie, but I think for the level of fun that you got to see all those people, yeah. and again with Practical Magic, I think this is a great one because Nicole Kidman. Uh, Sandra Bullock just do an amazing job mm-hmm. and the way they interact and all that. And I yeah. agree with you. It has better uses of like witch magic. Yeah. But yeah. But the thing is too, like this, uh, we, I don't, we didn't talk about this when the, when we did this practical magic, but um, uh, it's a book. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. TikTok told me that. About three months ago, because it was a big thing, apparently, because apparently people were just finding out that there was a book yeah, series, a book. and it's the first in the book series, and it's a, a con- it's um, generally considered the worst in the series, which means it gets better. <laughs> All right, well, maybe we have Practical Magic 2 to look forward to in a couple of years. Probably not with Aiden Quinn anymore. No, no. Um, I think he, I think... Bullock and Kidman are a little out of the Aiden Quinn. <laughs> They're a little higher than Bullock Aiden Quinn. But I think Bullock and Kidman would end up being like the ants to yeah. the the next generation. To mm, probably Florence Pugh. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, don't know. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll worry about it. That'll be uh, the next like future movies. Co- or yeah. The future of practical magic. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on it. Uh, the next movie we did, we actually had a sub out. Another one we were going to do because we lost the late and great Angela Lansbury. Mm-hmm. So we did bed knobs and Broomsticks. Yes, we did. Uh, I have this ranked as 26. I have this ranked as number 30. Okay. Not far off. I wanted this movie to be so much better than it was. Me too. 
It was kind of disappointing. I still think I, I, I don't know if I meted this on the podcast. I fell asleep at <laughs> the end of this did. movie, yeah. and I did not go back and rewatch the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh no, you did. You, you mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think the only good part of this movie was the, um, the whole puppetry and special effects they used. They pulled every practical effect out of their hat. Out of their hat for that last scene with the armies, with the army of mm-hmm. clothes armor fighting the nazis no excuse me sorry yeah i did not remember this movie very well no. and i will 100 percent admit i was thinking this movie was shitty shitty bang bang oh, until no. i started watching it i remember and i was like, talking and then you're like, this is not the movie i thought it was but it was about witches yeah um even though it was a weird witch that was getting no, lessons from yeah. a guy I'm that not, was not a, it yeah. was strange sorry. but anyway so pretty low now. But Angela Lansbury, Angela Lansbury was deserves great. all the credit she gets in her world in those life because yep. Mrs. Potts and Murder um, She Wrote. What is her character's name? In what movie? Murder She Wrote. I do not remember. God dang it. Anyway, we know Murder great. She Wrote. Yeah. Now let's talk about Kiki's delivery service. Scroll back up to the top of my list. <laughs> it it holds the number one spot on Chris's list. Wow. It is number one. Number uh, four. Number four. Yeah. I again, this is an objectively good movie. I can't. I, you can't go wrong with a Miyazaki. Nah. As no, much as it's kind of a boring movie, uh, we talked about this compared to other Miyazaki films. Yeah. Compared to um, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, uh, Princess Mononoke. Um, Definitely on the. On the slower side, no, of yeah, Nausicaa. Yeah. This is one of the ones which was more of like a, a, a coming of age film that doesn't really have a big ending, mm-hmm. right? It kind of does, but it doesn't really. Just kind of ends, and then you're like, oh, okay. But out of all the movies we watched, this was my number one. I thought it was. It's so well done. Um, it's just beautiful to watch. Like his his animation, mm-hmm. I know it's not just him, but like his animation style, and it's just fun to watch. Yes, and I didn't even watch it in the English. I watched it in the Japanese, but yeah, you did. Should have watched it in the English because it had the late and great Phil Hartman in it. Yes, it did, and he was okay. He was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. they also redid, redubbed it. They did part of it. Yeah, we had to redo part yeah. of it. But yeah. Okay, we then moved on to the last month that we actually couldn't remember what it was and then we figured <laughs> oh, out yeah. it was something to do about actual live, on real life yeah. live events or real life events yeah. so uh we're gonna start off with glory yep we are and somebody's gonna hate me for this probably not what did you give glory smack dab in the middle number 21 i gave it a 30 yeah i can see I'm, that i'm not i'm not the civil war guy yeah. the only reason i have this higher is because i absolutely loved the um the work they put in with the four mm-hmm. um, soldiers. Yeah, with Denzel Washington. Denzel and, and uh, Morgan Freeman and the other two, whose names I don't remember. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, well, no. Denzel especially. Denzel the and Morgan Freeman his. carried this movie. Matthew Broderick, okay. Yeah. But but even if said, I said this when I did my remake, I want the my version of this film to focus on those four yeah. soldiers and how they're dealing with this stuff instead of, I don't really care about the white people. Well, but that, that's not the point of the movie. The point of the movie is... Well, the this... point of the movie was about the commander yeah. it's supposed to be. But yeah, you don't really care too much about it. And yeah. then 
I mean, yeah. And I think for me, it's just there's so much civil war. Like, America still loves to talk about the civil war. And you're like, great, because you, you won it the right way, let's say. But you guys have not really learned from it. <laughs> nope. The fact that lots of states still celebrate the wrong side of that war, that's a problem. <laughs> so... Yeah, and uh, we've talked about this. I'm not really a history buff when it comes to stuff like that, so no. these movies I don't really and enjoy. And I think we talked about this when we did Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. This is just a just a boring form of Warcraft to watch. Yeah. Right? Like, it is exciting. I said something wrong in that Warcraft. sentence, and I'm like, Warcraft? That's not right. That's a video game. And I'm like, no, that's no, the right it's, word. It's the right word. <laughs> but, like, even their, their last, we're going to take it. We're going to storm it. And you're mm -hmm. like... That's suicide, and it was. Yeah. And you guys, yeah. Um, anyway, but like World War Two, way way more interesting to watch. Even before that, some of the like sword, like swinging swords and stuff like that. Well, the battles, they're so much fun to watch in movies as, and stuff like that. And as bad as World War Two was, one of the reasons why it's exciting to watch was because it wasn't the traditional form of combat. No. Right. It's one of the reasons why France was defeated so easily in the beginnings because they thought it was going to be trench warfare right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And the Germans just drove over them with tanks. Blitzkrieg the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. And they weren't expecting it. But then they put up one of the best guerrilla warfare things that anybody has ever done on the planet, except for maybe the Vietnamese and Koreans. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's yeah. the thing. That's what, because the way world war two ended up being fought mm -hmm. makes for so many much more interesting stories. And yeah. because you're dealing with the Germans, you're dealing with the Russians, you're dealing with half of Europe, you're dealing with the Britons, you're dealing with the Americans who yeah. don't want to join until Japan gets involved and then... Until they get the ship bombed yeah. out of them and they can't not join anymore. So, yeah. I think there's better. But, let's move and off then, of war. And then they take credit for winning. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Let's move off of war and we're going to move into some game shows with Quiz Show. Ah, yes, the Quiz Show. Uh, that I've ranked at 25. I've ranked at 23. Okay. I enjoyed this movie. I was surprised at how interested I was in this movie. Yeah. Because, again, like, um, like, not like the Andromeda Strain, because the Andromeda Strain is not real, but kind of like that. It's, it's this story of this tense-filled thing that's kind of mundane, but interesting in the same way, like, mm -hmm. um, what is that? I'm, I'm blanking on what other stories are like this. But, like, movies like Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Super important story about priests diddling children, right? But it's not the movie is not about that. It's about the the people discovering that yeah. and writing about it, which is when you say it out loud, really boring, but so fun to watch because of the way these people make these films. And I think yeah. this is a good example of that. Yeah, and I, I I liked this film as more of the history of you know what quiz shows were and what these game shows were back in the day and how, yeah, you know, we talked about, we talked about it on our podcast when we were talking about like reality TV and how that's kind of what this was back in the day. Like we're presented with reality TV. That's not reality. They and, were presented with, we quiz, know that. Yeah. And they're presented, <laughs> but they were presented with quiz shows that turned out to not be legitimate, like actual trivia. Yeah. Like they were being, not reality manipulated yeah. in a way and used for entertainment but there was no there was no censorship not censorship what am i thinking there's no accountability 
Yeah, there yeah. was nothing in the law that said that th- what they did was wrong. No. Yeah, they couldn't really. Right? They weren't presenting anything wrong other than entertainment. And yeah. So. Okay. The Elephant Man. God, this movie was depressing. So depressing, I had to put it at 34. Whoa. It is a good movie. I'm not trying to say it's not. I put it at 18. Okay. Again, because like, I couldn't not justify this movie because it was... Yeah, it was a tour de force. It was. It's depressing. God, yeah. Um, done amazingly well. Yeah. Acted amazingly well. This is my personal ranking. I would never go back and watch this movie. No. I watched it once. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever need. I still remember... I don't need um, a remake of this movie either. Walking out of The Revenant, that that yeah. Leo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. And going, that was one of the most amazing movies I will never watch again. Mm-hmm. Because of the same similar way. It was just a like oppressive, like tour de force kind of movie that you're just like, it hits you so hard. Like this is the well, same way. It hits you so hard and like everything you don't want to feel. Well, I think it was this movie and Glory that basically pushed us to be like, humans are dicks. Yeah, we're the, the worst people. We are the literally the worst people. <laughs> Not us in general, just yeah. humans in general. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those ones that remind you of just how terrible of people we are. Yeah. Like, and But like I, I will always remember the scene where they chase him into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he just screams that he is not an animal. And, like, the sheer power in his three words. Mm -hmm. Four words. Good job, John. Four words. It's just palpable. Mm -hmm. So well done. Miss that man. Yeah. So. What's next? The last movie of of our year was Amadeus. Oh, yes. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I gave Amadeus a 32. (laughs) These last couple of movies have been divisive for us. This is a nine. (laughs) All right. Why? Why is yours a nine? For uh, mine is a nine for the same reason I liked um, shades in that thing you do. There, but the character of Mozart and Salieri's. Mm-hmm. absolute love of music is so well translated onto screen mm-hmm. especially in scenes where in the last scene where he's transcribing for mozart yes just a masterpiece of acting and and um writing wow forgot the word writing forgot um, the word writing yeah so yes number nine number nine yeah it, i it made me want to go listen to mozart like true i i enjoy it sorry something is uh not working on my sheet we'll have to pause after this um i'll talk a little bit about this while we tabulate afterwards i i don't know this was a bit of a weird one for me because it's good i liked knowing the story a bit more about salieri and and mozart and you know kind of all the stuff and because yeah you always hear mozart but then when you watch this movie, you realize like he's one of those guys that wasn't really held to the level we hold him now. Yeah. Right. Now you say classical music and the first thing out of most people's mouths are Mozart, Bach, Bach or Beethoven, Beethoven. Yeah. 
right? Hans Zimmer. Hmm. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But, and then, you know, like, and it's funny because you, if you said to somebody on the streets, who's Salieri? Nobody's probably going to tell you. But you say, who, who's or, Mozart? Or they'll quote Family Guy at you. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't me. He, they were laughing at. It was God. God. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I finally got that that reference. <laughs> Play Salieri. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I will never get over this: the fact that the, the most of this movie, most of the music is played on harpsichord, mm-hmm. which is a musical instrument you do not see anymore. No. It almost does not exist as a musical instrument anymore. It exists as a filter on a keyboard. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just one of those, I love, love the sound of the harpsichord. It, um, yeah, since I was a kid, love that sound. Love that harpsichord sound. So, should we pause? Uh, yeah, let's pause while we tabulate some results. Pausing and we for will technical get... difficulties. And we'll get back to do, you shortly. Do, 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 do. Do. That's the suicide painless. We're back. We're back. We've sorted it out. We've tabulated the results. We've pumped up a little bit. <laughs> we did some, yeah, some calisthenics. <laughs> You're going to say kegels for a second. We've done some kegels. We're good. <laughs> well, we have been sitting here. I usually do them while I'm sitting here. What are you talking about? It's good for the... Never mind. Pelvic floor. Okay, so season four. Season four. Season four. So we had a... Uh... Well, you know, we had we had some good good stuff, and we had some bad stuff. Do we have any ties? Um, no. Everything we have a couple, and I'll go through I'll go through the scores as we're going. Um, we have four movies that all scored a thirty-five, but they actually all scored like point something different. So they've been okay. So can we all guess what number one is? At number thirty-eight of our month. Existence came in at 1.38. Jesus. Got so one. Bo- bottom of our list. Bottom of our list. Because you just said, can you guess what our number one is? Oh, so I'm sorry. Like, uh, are we can you get the top? Sorry. We'll get, we'll, yeah. can you guess Start what the, the bottom. bottom So the bottom of the list, number 38, okay. was Existence. Uh, Kroll came in at 2.5. Five. Okay. Cabaret got a 5.22. Okay. Dark City, 11.05. Okay. Speed Racer got 11.4. Okay. Uh, I Want to Hold Your Hand got a 12.75. Apart from Dark City, this is my bottom six and <laughs> four movies. Uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes got a 13.2. Yeah. Or 02, I should say. Uh, the Bodyguard came in at 14.08. Dante's Peak got a 15.96. Okay. Romeo and Michelle came in at 16.25. Bed knobs and broomsticks beat it at sixteen point two eight. Okay, this is this is interesting. Yeah, uh, singing in the rain was twenty one point eight five. Okay, uh, practical magic got a twenty three point three six. Lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, Elephant Man twenty four point one eight. Better movie than Practical Magic belongs yeah. above it. Yes, <laughs> Glory got a twenty five point one one. But the Witches of Eastwick beat it by twenty five point four two. Okay. But Josie and the Pussycats beat that mm-hmm. by 25.48. Way to go, Rachel. Oh, you, you go, Rachel. <laughs> come uh, on our show. <laughs> come on. Well, please. That'd be great. We'll do all of your films. <laughs> we'll let you choose the films. Yeah. Uh, Quiz Show beat them at 26.1. 
Titanic at number 20. 28.29. My number 15. So it's number 20. Escape from New York beat Titanic with 30.03. <laughs> but Citizen Kane beat them at 31.5. Okay, okay. Um, hackers came in. Yeah. 34 even. The planet. So Check what the number planet. are we on now then? Uh, we are on number 17. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to go. No, no, I know. I also realized that I uh, there's one, one extra, so I have to deduct one every okay. time I'm going through it. Um, sorry, we said, we said Hackers was number 17. Uh, Amadeus, 35.15. Okay, number 16, so number uh, 15. The Boondock Saints, 35.49. Okay, number 14. The Thing You Do, 35.88. 13. Twister beat it at 35.96. Nice. 12. And the Andromeda Strain got a 36. Nice. Beat Twister by 4 points. Woo-hoo! By 0. <laughs> 0.04 points. Uh, 11. Uh, number 11 is Casino at 37.2. We are in the top 10. Top 10. Number 10, Armageddon. Armageddon. 37.23. Hells yeah. I probably should have said what these were out of. The max points we could give is 78, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Um, but we couldn't because no one was going to give 90 or 100% of the movie. Uh, number nine, Treasure Planet came in at 43.92. Uh, Chinatown followed that up at number eight at forty-four point six four. I guess, again, yeah, that seems super weird. That, I guess the the critic score on that one is probably the audience score the was roof, yeah. pretty high. Uh, number seven was Minority Report, fifty-two. Yep. Uh, beating it by point five one of a point, uh, The Untouchables at fifty-two point five one. And that would be number six. That's number six. Okay, number five. Your top five. Are you ready? Yes. You should know what they are, but whatever. Almost famous, fifty-five point two. My number seven. Your number uh, six, I think. Okay. Um, the Little Shop of Horrors, fifty-five point three. My number six. My number two. Yeah. Twelve Monkeys came in at fifty-eight point nine six. My number two. Your top three. Oh wait, is top that two. Top? That was that, that was, was number three. Yeah. Twelve Monkeys was number three. Top two. We already know. So Kiki and Seven. Kiki's Delivery Service comes in at number two at 64.24, and seven wins it with 70.3. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You didn't win it. I am taking that win. (laughs) I'll give you. One year I won. I had Nightmare Before Christmas at the top. Yes, you did. 2019, you guys got that Nightmare Before Christmas at the top of that list. Although, we should probably try to do this again. That was above Howl. What? Nightmare Nightmare Before Before Christmas Christmas was above above Howl. Howl. Yeah. But well, I no. bet if we did it like this again, it would probably be. We different. could we could get the list of all the films we've done and do this again. It would just yeah, it take us a while forever. That would have to be a two parter. I also lost this, a this lot of. A... I lost a lot of my list. Why not? Well, I have the whole list. No, but I lost my rankings. Oh, okay. I'd have to re-rank them all. Well, but no, anyways, we would you would have to do re-rank yeah. them all anyway. So yeah, our number one movie of our 2022 was Seven. Nice. Which not surprising. No, actually the top. Uh, the top three, I, I assume Kiki was going to be up there. Uh, 12 Monkeys was a little surprising for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, some of those are, you know, some of the audience scores on these things, though. Well, yeah, Chinatown really surprised me. Because Chinatown, um, for me, was 16. Like, I thought that'd be a lot lower. Yeah, Chinatown, for me, sat at 14. Yeah. But its audience score it's like was 99%. 93. Yeah. So, it, like, to our combined, we gave it 48 points, and it got 44 when we did it. Um, 
Whereas something like, I'm trying to look at something really bad, but there's not a lot of bad ones. Look at like Cabaret. Uh, where is Cabaret? Cabaret has an 87. Okay, what about Josie? Uh, Josie, Josie and the Pussycats was a 52% for audiences. Yeah. So we gave it a 49. It only got 25 points on our on yeah. our recasted so. ranking. So. Okay, well, that's it for season four. Season four, 2022 is done. We're moving into 2023. May 2023 be a better year. We are starting off with some pretty spectacular shit. <laughs> We're we're actually doing like two months worth of uh, yeah we're gonna do movie. we're gonna do a two monther um, for our our first so, theme yeah our instead of uh, focusing on one director <laughs> we decided this this coming year to do something because we are always changing ourselves yeah uh, we decided this year that we're going to look at four of the greatest directors we know of mm-hmm. or are considered great directors yeah we are going to do their very first theatrical movie correct and then we're going to attempt to do their most successful popular yeah well-loved movies and my god i can't believe we're trying to do a spielberg (laughs) we're doing two spielberg or kurosawa yeah so Um, but we're not starting with them no we're starting with uh hitchcock but i cannot remember the name of the movie we're starting with (laughs) no Yes, because we actually had to look it up yes, because it this was, is a weird we one. thought it was one. It's not technically his first film, um, and I had, don't have it written down. I have it um, um, I think you sent it to me, so uh, give oh, me... Yes, I did, didn't I? Give me a second. Um, I don't remember if it's in general or not. Yeah. Because, uh, like, he... Um, the Lodger. The Story of the London Fog. That was the first Hitchcock that both he and his students of the cinema would come to regard as his first real work. Yes, that's the one. So... From all of us here at Recasted, go watch The Lodger.